Why first impressions deserve a second chance. From all-time great greetings and grins to guitar intros that we should never forget. Those warm welcomes and the warning. And it's time for another unbuckled bumpy ride with your guide, the stark raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, amperage.com. A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... So, first impressions. When I say the term first impressions, tell me, what do you think of? What do you think of? Tell me, what do you think? I just asked you so... What's your first impression? Out there in listener land, I'd guess there's a big-ass variety of first responses. Impressions, one might say, to the thought and concept of first impressions. Don't trust them. Always go with them. So valuable. Yeah, stereotypical. Never put much thought into them. Never get a second chance to make one. And that last one is from Will Rogers, I believe. But see, I'll bet that there's a buttload of listeners who don't even know who Will Rogers is. May have never heard of him, of Will Rogers. No, not Buck Rogers, the outer space cowboy, but Will Rogers, the American poetic cowboy. And if you can't place a face to the name Will Rogers, that's okay. Because so long as you're familiar with what he said, what he said about never getting a second chance to make a first impression... Well, odds are, Mr. Will Rogers has already left you with a first impression, just knowing that old saying of his. And that is the real value of a first impression. It's like the person with that gigawatt smile who captures your eye when they enter your reality, either into a room or just onto the boob tube, you know, with a smile like, like George Clooney from Ocean's Eleven, or his co-star, Julia Roberts. That kind of smile, when you see it coming, there's no other first impression like it. It's memorable. Or, or like that person with a 100% genuine and unique greeting or handshake. You know, some folks, their hugs, their high fives, their handshakes are so unique, they just don't get forgotten. Think about that person that I'm referencing for a second in your world. I knew a greeter from my church decades ago, always dapper dressed, always smiling, and always I mean, always a master of prestidigitation. Like magic, every first handshake, when he had not seen you for a while, 
When you released your grip, somehow magically, he'd snuck an individually wrapped Lifesaver peppermint into your palm. Not the kind of handshake that dominated you and crushed your hands. I had someone do that to me as a small kid, and I still have the scar tissue finger pump from it some 50 years later. Also, not the kind of handshake that left you feeling like, well, like you'd just been touched by a cold, limp zombie corpse fresh from the grave. No, this was the kind of first impression handshake that honestly left you looking forward, looking forward to more and to experiencing it again. Great songs are that way. You know it's true. Come on, the greatest intros from our favorite, most enjoyable and memorable songs, the moment we hear those guitar licks, we're hooked and pumped and looking forward to what's coming. And they are 100% unique, and when you hear them, you don't even need to know the name because you know you're going to like what's just entered your reality. Intros like... Sometimes, we can't stop thinking about them. They're called earworms. We can't get them out of our head, and really, do we really want to? I mean, if we could, on a blue sky day, just lay down on a picnic blanket in the grass and hear that song, that intro, with no other interruptions, no have-tos or musts that we must attend to. Come on, man. Those intros are memorable for a reason. They mean something to us, and the musicians knew it. Great people know the value of the intro, and that they are long-standing in our heads and our hearts because of it. Like, well, like every time on Seinfeld, every time Kramer came into Jerry's apartment, door kicked open, and head first with that pompadour poodle hair, Jerry Seinfeld said the other day that they kept that door because it still has every scuff made from every kick-it-open entry Kramer ever did. Or like in the movies, Ask any guy who's ever seen The Princess Bride. Start off with, Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. And then pause and let them finish. And they will with, You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> Perhaps nobody knew better than Robin Williams. As his main memorable characters all had a world-famous welcome as their first impression intro. There was... Good morning, Vietnam, from the movie of the same name. There was, hello, I think that was Mrs. Doubtfire, and nanu, nanu, and that's Mork from Mork. Sure, there are other kind of corny ones like Jim Carrey from The Truman Show. Good morning, oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And there are some less famous, but still famously familiar to certain somebody's kind of greetings and intros like, How you doing today? Aches, pains, moans, groans, or complaints? Tell me what I need to know. Mm, that's me, greeting my clients every time they come to the gym. It's been said that two things are irretrievable, that they are time and a first impression. I remember an old friend who once taught me about both the value and the vulnerability in what we vocalize what we say. He told me to remember that the words we speak are like posing for Playboy magazine. And once it's out there, you can't control how others see it, and you can't take it back. 
There is no second chance. So maybe that's why we should reevaluate to revalue our first impressions, making them now so that they last down the road, maybe even down that long and winding road from stairway to heaven. Nope, not going to play that again. Not going back there. Not taking another chance on that. So, you know we talked about, it's been said, don't get a second chance to make a first impression. But it's also been said that first impressions never get a second chance. That was said by Charles Swindoll. Well, a second chance, maybe no, but a second glance, maybe they should, maybe so. Maybe we really should be giving first impressions a second look, both those that we like and those that we loathe or dislike and those that we leave, the ones we leave ourselves for others. Our first impressions matter. Experts say that we size up new people in somewhere between like 30 seconds and two minutes. And that means that they're doing it with us. Oh, did you think that you're really the only shallow, judgmental, first impression kind of person on the planet? Hmm? And we can be shallow about them, can't we? A client of mine, a man named Brian Reinbold, great guy. He's a radio guy in the Bravehearts Radio. Once told me about an encounter that he'd had with someone who, well, they claimed to be, well, like me, a Christian. <coughs> Excuse me. Brian greeted them. And he greeted them in public, in a public place, not the only people there. And he greeted them with the term namaste. And he greeted them with a smile. That's what Brian does. The lady, she said, what is that? And he said that he'd learned it in yoga. She looked at him and said, oh, so it's pagan. What does it mean? Brian just smiled as Brian does and said, very well, I believe it means that the divinity of the universe in me recognizes the divinity of the universe in you and welcomes you. Now, can you imagine a better Christian greeting, he said? Hmm. That the divinity of the universe in me recognizes the divinity of the universe in you and welcomes you? No, I can't imagine a more Christian greeting than that. Hmm. See, it's been said that as a Christian, you, me, we, we may be the only example of Christ someone sees today. We definitely might be the first one. Specifically, and especially me, training folks before 6 a.m. So yeah, good chance we are somebody's first impression of Christ today. And first impressions can lift spirits and they can light fires, but first impressions can also abort unborn friendships and they can launch the schemes of liars. Great quote. He said, you know who makes a great first impression? Liars do. Who was he who said it? Comedian Daniel Tosh from the television show Tosh.0. There's a book that we use, we recommend it in our Fear Fighter Women Self-Defense program that we teach. It's by an author named Gavin DeBecker and it's called The Gift of Fear. No, it's not the same fear as ours. Ours is all capitals and it stands for something. It stands for fight, escape, avoid, and report. We're trying to teach women how not to be victims so they don't have to be survivors. But DeBecker's book is for everyone, teaching us to pay attention to our gut instinct of fear, recognizing the value of first impressions. And DeBecker says this, quote, We must learn and then teach our children that niceness does not equal goodness. Niceness is a decision. It's a strategy of social interaction. It's not a character trait. People seeking to control others almost always present the image of a nice person in the beginning. Again, that's from Gavin DeBecker, The Gift of Fear. Great book. Absolutely recommend it. And I knew it the first time I read it. 
It gave me a great first impression. First impressions or introductions, meaning intros, can be so powerfully lasting that they leave us wanting more, leave us wanting to experience them again, leave us wanting to know with excitement what comes next. Or a first impression could just leave us, well, wanting. And left wanting is not something most people are fans of feeling. It's just, hmm, not really wanted. There. See what I mean? And now, more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Today's entry from page 176. What the expert said? From the deepest desires often come the deadliest hate. From Socrates. And the guide's point of view on this? Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. Well, yeah, because it went everywhere we went and was witness to our every madness. <laughs> so what do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean Guided System, what have you learned recently that's new? What are you working to earn that's not just handed to you? Where are you adding to the world that's not just for you? I'd be grateful for the chance to do all that. Reflect on it. Respect it. But before you navigate somewhere next, please like, subscribe, and share with someone. Maybe as a first impression to show you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now... Go get a little dirty learning something new, earning what's not given to you, adding to this crazy world that we share, and navigating your way to something new and next.